This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Well, good afternoon, Melbourne. It's the Escape Pod. My name's Russ Masterton, and you are listening to Joy 94.9. It's 2 o'clock and a cold 15 degrees. Let's not call it what it's not. Um, I am flying solo today, or I shouldn't say that. I have got Corrie here with me. She is our... Our resident um, trainee announcer, and she also does our podcast. And women, she is absolutely gorgeous. And you're never alone, Russ. Remember that. You're never flying solo. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to fly solo, that's for sure. Yeah, it's too scary. Um, Joe Pryor, who is my little offsider, she is not feeling well. She's off today. So. We send out our condolences, our condolences to Joe, who's not feeling well. Well, should we get a replacement already, or should we just? We have got a replacement for Joe today. Joe won't like hearing that at all. <laughs> we've got a we've got a travel expert in oh, today. Good. Oh, Pete Pete Dillon's just arrived as well. Do you want to turn on his mic? <laughs> turn on his mic, maybe if we want. Okay. You can turn on your mic, and I can help you. There you go. Okay, we've got Pete Dillon in here as well. That's right. We no, need I've them all in here. I've got to go. I've things to do. Well, we enjoyed listening to your show Have today. Show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> Joe Pryor's not here today. Mark Adams is busy studying law, which we love. Oh, he is. So it is you and I, Corey, and a special guest. Sue. What is that? Sue? Sue Elliott. Now, before we go to Sue, um, Sue is a travel guru, a travel professional, and she has come on our show today to ask us all of these, um, to give us the lowdown on what, what it's like being a travel agent mm. and to also answer any questions that anyone may have about um, travel in general. Give us some travel tips or if you want to know anything about why you should book with a travel agent, Today is the show that you need to um, SMS in on 0427-569-949 or you need to email us at onair at joy.org.au. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just was I, – as I get older, I'm gravitating more towards not staying in hostels all the time. So maybe I could ask her a few adult questions. We like adult questions. How old are you, Corey? I'm 27 years old. Yeah, see, that's about the time you give up hostels, yeah. I feel. Yeah. It's like they're not um, cute and fun anymore. I mean, just it's, it's a great place to meet people all the time, and it's just hit or miss. But you're just really taking a chance yeah. with hostels. Well, Sue will probably tell you a story about me and hostels when we get her on. Oh, here. Before then, I will go to our big Melbourne roundup for this week. So our AFL Pride Games on tonight, which is very exciting. It's the Sydney Swans versus the St Kilda Saints. Mm. Now, as a alliteration, as a Victorian, I'm going for the Saints. So go Vic and go Saints. We hope you win tonight. That's on at Eddie Head Stadium. So we're expecting to see. And well, I just was, was wondering what makes it the Gay Pride Game. What are they going to do exactly about gayness? Um, well, they're just. Um, Gosh, that is a very good question. Talk about put me on the spot, young lady. Oh. It's it's all about um, making people aware that it's okay to be um, a gay person uh-huh. or a, or a lesbian person. So the um, the background in the AFL is that um, not many players come out of the closet um, because of um, right. what it's like. It's uh, they're very homophobic same at the with, AFL, same or they the may USA, have been. Yeah, for sure, exactly. So this this is hopefully opening the doors to a, a, a new world for. Um, for, for team sport and football players and wow. anyone in general who, who um, you know, is, is, is blokey but too afraid to come out of the, um, the closet because of those, <laughs> you know, those change room atmosphere. Yeah. Other things on tonight. Well, if you're a musical theatre queen like myself. And you're afraid to come out of the closet. I am. No. No, no not <laughs> you anymore. Are. No, no. <laughs> Avenue Q is on at Her Majesty's Theatre, which is such a great puppet show. I absolutely adore Aww. it. Miltilda is playing at the Princess Theatre. And Pippin, which I saw last night, is playing at Gasworks Park. And Pippin is closing tonight. So if you're looking for something fun to do, go to Pippin. Well, or all the MIF films. Wow. Ah, so the Melbourne many. International Film Festival's well, yeah. on. Yeah. 
That's wow. really rocking my world. Okay. Have you been to see anything worthwhile? Yes, yes. Um, well, I wanted to see Bad Girl, the lesbian one. Well, it's not really a lesbian one. It's just, I think it's a thriller, and um, the girls happen to be attracted to each other, which is very um, fortunate. And, <laughs> um, and then I saw that the Korean one, um, and I saw, what, what was it called? Um, it was three hours long. No, okay, it felt like it was movie. three hours long. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, and then I'm going to see um, Girl Asleep on Sunday. I think it got the Critics' Choice Award. Fantastic. I, I know. I'm just really excited. Melbourne International Film Festival. Yeah. Now, if you're an early bird, and I know you are, Corey, you're going yes. to be very excited about this because the <laughs> early bird airfares are just starting to come out. So we can fly with Royal Brunei Airlines from Melbourne to London for only $995 return, which uh, is super, super cheap. Wow. Very excited Australian about dollars. Wow. Yeah, Aussie dollars. Melbourne to London with Royal Brunei for 995 Now, that airline um, fly brand new 787 aircraft, and they fly to London daily. Um, there's another cheapie to LA with Fiji Airways or Southern China Airways, and that's only $970. So okay. get your um, bang open those piggy banks, folks, and get out there and start traveling because there are bargains to be had out there. We're very, very lucky indeed. Mm, and don't stay in hostels. Just, you know, avoid hostels. Maybe Airbnb. Yeah, that's my favorite that's too. That's the Airbnb. way to go, I think, yeah. Last bit of news this week. It was announced, and I am sitting down for this because I cannot help myself. Mm, you look comfortable, too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> big, big concert for the people that are 45 years old or over. Oh. The B-52s <gasps> and Simple Minds are coming to Melbourne. When? Can you believe it? B-52s and Simple Minds. This is awesome news, Corrie. When is this? Well, it's next February. And tickets okay. go on sale on the 22nd of August. And so I've got my Rock Lobster ready and I'll be saying to you, don't you forget about me when I buy my ticket. Oh, that's cool because it's the, of the song name. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, got exactly it. Exactly right. Got you. No, I know the B-52s. I, wanna, I would like to see that too yeah. if my visa doesn't run out. Well, we'll have to see what we can do about that. <laughs> Now, travel show time. Um, As I said, today's show is all about asking travel questions. So if you have any questions you would like to ask our travel professional about travel, please SMS in on 0427 569 949 or email us on air at joy.org.au. Sue Elliott, are you there? I am here, Russ and Corrie. Oh, oh, thank you, Sue. It's great having you on. Now, Sue, um, just to give everybody a bit of a background, Sue has been in travel forever, haven't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> as my grandmother would say, as old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth. Wow. <laughs> and that's a long time, right? Yes, it is indeed. <laughs> so, Sue, um, what, uh, my first question, an obvious question, where was your first trip to? Oh, now that's a good one. I think with, um, I mean, I caught the travel bug very early on from my parents, so, you know, they're totally to blame. Um, and I think probably big first overseas trip was New Zealand, and uh, and then it went crazy from there. And um, by the time I was, let's see, I think the big, the first overseas trip by myself was feeling very grown up was uh, India for my 21st. Wow. That on a beach in Goa. My God, that is a, a an out there destination for your first trip by yourself. I know, <laughs> very adult of you. <laughs> it, was. it was. I think um, you know if. I haven't got kids, but if I did, I'd probably freak out if they told me they were going to do it. No. But um, <laughs> best thing ever. Was there any culture shock? Oh yeah, mass masses of culture <laughs> shock because it was me and also travelling with three other girlfriends. So ah. you know we were just an instant attraction wherever we went mm, yeah. and um I love that. No. and we're talking but the was... 80s right yes yeah so fantastic yes. era to be traveling and uh, and sticking out in a crowd yes <laughs> so you were lucky you had mum uh, mum and dad who traveled a lot and you and you went with them yeah um, and then the minute you left school you had a bunch of girlfriends that you could basically travel the world with and have a good time yeah, exactly. I think it's, you know, you, you sort of, you end up sort of moving in a similar circle to, you know, your parents and their kids. If you're, you know, I was lucky enough to grow up in um, a circle where, we, you know, my parents' friends had kids the same age, so we all sort of grew up together. So we all sort of had a pretty similar outlook. 
And, um, yeah, a big part of that was travel and just really, you know, being so curious about other cultures and destinations and, and um, yeah, basically just fell straight into the travel industry. And uh, because I met a group of travel agents when I was overseas in China with um, my father was leading a tour in China and happened to bump into a group of travel agents and I thought, hey, this is something I could maybe do. <laughs> and um, you do it. that uni degree. Let's just go and do that instead. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, it's a, you know, it's a fantastic career and an opportunity to do a lot of different things. That's fantastic. I was wondering, just um, for myself, what are the most underrated or underrated places that you've been? You can choose one because it's a really broad question. Underrated or overrated? Oh, look, that's a good one. Look, I think... Underrated is probably the Pacific Islands, Mm. so French Polynesian and the the Pacific. I think probably for Australians we just don't realise what gorgeous places we've got on our doorstep. Yeah, Um, definitely. And overrated. Look, I've you know I've I've yet to go anywhere where I've really felt has sort of hasn't lived up to expectations or exceeded them. You know, there's always something about a place that you can find. You know. Um, Just the novelty of being there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think um, sometimes, too, it takes a bit of a second bite at the apple. Like the first time I went to Italy, I was a bit like, oh, you know, it was was crowded. Mm. There were heaps, you know, long queues to get into museums and just wasn't quite sure. But then going back a few years later and just sort of taking, you know, just deciding to do little areas that were, you know, the most interest to me and spend some time in places rather than rushing about. I was like, no, this place is really cool. That's so so cool. A nice perspective. Now, as a bit of a segue, um, you did mention French Polynesia. I happen to know, a source has told me that you booked a trip to Samoa this morning. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) After me saying, no more on the credit card, don't do it. Um, Look, I mean, it's just this time of the year is the best for travel deals. And even people like me in the travel industry, we're not immune to that either. um, Especially with it coming across your desk all day, right? Exactly. exactly. I'm never going to have a big house or a fancy car because it it just all goes on travel. But, um, yeah, you know, when you see a great deal and at the moment, you know, the specials that are out there, I was doing some comparisons over the last few days, and it's cheaper now to travel than it was definitely in 2015 and probably even going back to about 2012. So, um, It's you know, outrageous, it's, isn't it? I mean, I can remember yeah. when I first did my first trip to the US, Sue, and it was... Oh, we are talking the 80s, so probably 80, 84 or 85, and, and a return airfare to um, to um, LA then was $2,200. Exactly. Yeah, and these exactly. days you can go for nine ninety nine. So Yeah, and you don't have to go far back to be, you know, paying two and a half, three thousand dollars $3,000 to get to London, and now you're talking about raw Brunei for under 1000 you know. And, um, you know, even Qantas and Emirates have got their deals up with, you know, Qantas, you can get to Santiago for a thousand and fifty nine or something return at the moment. I mean, it's just, it's yeah, it's the best. Yeah, time now's to the time to travel, absolutely. So, yeah. um, um, Samoa, have you been before? Yes, yes. Many, In fact, many. I think we went, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> have you been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that was t- we took advantage of a, a crazy deal. God, I don't know what fifteen years ago. So yeah. that's the last time I've been. But wow. I'm excited this time because there's um, there's a wonderful old lady of Samoa, which is Aggie Gray's hotel and um, and bungalows, which unfortunately suffered really badly in Cyclone Evan in 2012, and it's been closed since. Right. And it's just had its official opening this month. So, um, yeah, I'm excited because I'm going to get a chance to, to stay at this hotel. And I see I the old lady staying. again. Yes, yes. Hey, how, um, how are you flying to Samoa? Uh, with Virgin Samoa. Ah, good, good. Yeah, so there's direct flights out of Sydney um, a couple of times a week, so it makes it really, really easy these days. Yep, and this time you're going with uh, your partner who loves tiki's, so yes, it all exactly. comes surfing. It. Yeah, so the yes. whole culture thing for you guys is really impo- important, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I think that's why sometimes um, we actually... I guess choose a slightly different path to some others where rather than going off and doing the the resort thing, which, I, you know, I can appreciate and I think it's a lovely way to have a relaxing break, we actually prefer to stay in some of the, the 
sort of city areas, even though they're not, you know, in the Pacific, they're not sort of built up large cities. But um, just to have that opportunity to, you know, eat at the local cafes and um, check out the local bars and then also be close to all the museums and other historic sites and things, it's, um, it's kind of a fun way just to get a bit more involved with what's going on locally. I think so too. It's, it's a great way just to dive in. So we have to go to a break, but we'll be back with you um, to answer any travel questions and to talk about why people should book with travel agents. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. The Escape Pod has landed. Thanks to Joy Sponsor, The Cullen, an art series hotel. Book now at artserieshotels.com.au. You're invited to Melbourne's biggest garage sale across three big days from August 11th to 13th, where funds raised will go towards supporting the work of Sacred Heart Mission. Over the last 20 years, Kevin and Gail of Donovan's in St. Kilda have built up quite a collection of beautiful decor from near and far that has been featured over the years as part of Donovan's ever-changing interiors. Now you can own a piece of history and support a great cause. Melbourne's biggest garage sale, August 11th through 13th from 9 to 9 each day at 40 Jacka Boulevard in St. Kilda. For more info, see donovanshouse.com.au. Joy is proud to support this fundraiser for Sacred Heart Mission. Joy 94.9 We were at the beach Everybody had matching towels Somebody went under a dock And there they saw a rock It wasn't a rock
Joy 94.9. And we're back on Joy 94.9. My name is Russ Masterton. I'm in the studio today with Corrie. And you are on the escape pod. Corrie, where was your last travel destination? My last, thank you. Very good question, first of all. Second of all, my last travel destination was Australia, which is here. And where did you where did you go while you were here? <laughs> oh yeah, um, mm, I've been to Mornington Peninsula. Oh, that's nice down okay. there. It is very nice. Yeah, Rosebud. Um, what is that? Rosebud. R- Rosebud. <laughs> is that a place? It's my Australian accent. Oh. Um, what other parts of Australia before, have you seen? Um, yeah, that's the problem, though. I'm trying to go to more places, Phillip Island. We are going to go to the Grampians. Ah, nice. Yeah. I used to live up near there, so, so you're going to uh, love it. September, I know, yeah. Yep. I guess I'll hike. So we'll go back to our special guest, Sue. Please, yeah. And Sue, you are back with us again. I think I may have hung up on you accidentally, which happens here. At the... I'm here. Sorry. I'm a, I am a good radio panel operator, but I'm not the best. <laughs> no offence taken. Good. So, Sue, we are back with you, and we're very excited to have you here. Um, my next question is, why do you think people should book with travel agents? Yeah, look, personally, I think it's just, and, and, you know, look, this is not coming from a biased perspective. This is just coming from the experience of someone who's been on both sides of the desk. And um, for me, it's just really about having somebody else take care of everything for you who's, you know, expert at what they do. Because to be honest, you know, juggling things like, you know, flights, making sure that you, you know, your times are all correct, that you're connecting times between flights is right. Um, also things like, you know, visas and advice on all of that. And also, you know, making sure that your accommodation is in suitable locations. You know, you don't want to end up in a dodgy part of town because you hadn't done your research. And, and really, it doesn't cost any extra to book with a travel agent these days. So it means that, you know, you can take advantage of somebody else's expertise and at the same time save yourself a lot of time and worry and effort. And you've led me to my next question, which I which I do want to ask you is, I strongly believe um, that travel agents are as competitive as the onliners. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, it's it's you know it's the nature of the the industry these days. No one's going to be successful in business if they can't offer a competitive price. You know, we can all go and Google things, and um, you know, so it's it really is the case these days, and so often. You know, if if you're going onto a website to find a deal, you're only finding what deal that website can offer. Whereas if you go through to your travel agent, they've got access to, you know, all the specials that are out there in the market. So, you know, and hopefully you'll find a travel agent who can advise you about, you know, which tour is going to be the most appropriate for you. Um, They might have, you know, ideas on different places that you could go to that you hadn't considered yourself and, you know, ways that you can save money by choosing different flight routes and, you know, travelling on different days and things. So it's, it's all that expertise that, you know, the agents have. And, yeah, it definitely doesn't cost any more to book with them. And it's interesting um, uh, for, for us in the industry. I mean, we do, do know that the online... Um, Operators do sign up contracts with with um, tour companies and airlines, and they'll only push those. So you you think that you're shopping around and getting the um, the best um, price, but that's definitely not necessarily so. I don't believe. No, that's right. And look, you know, there's there's no harm in and also if you're seeing a deal, you can take it into your travel agent, and they can let you know. They'll be happy to let you know whether it's something that they can book for you, um, or. You know, or they might, you know, be able to offer something else that's even better value. Yeah, and I think these days um, nothing can beat two things when it comes to um, our industry is you can't beat the expertise of someone who's been to the destination or um, who can give you tips about arriving in a destination and what to do and see there. And the other thing is, and this is the biggie, that, you know, you don't want to be overseas trying to contact your online provider to try to get something fixed because they will never be available at the times you need them. Yeah, that's right. And you don't know, you know, who you're talking to or, you know, where your bookings have come from. You know, all you've got is a a piece of paper that you're trying to to get through with someone where, you know, having that backup support um, is really, you know, it's, it's really important. And, 
you know, it also carries through. I mean, you know, we all hope that everybody has a, a safe journey, but if something does go wrong and your tra- your insurance company needs to get involved, then your travel agent is a fantastic liaison for all of that as well. Yeah, and I know, um, like within our own business and, and the company that you work for, Sue, um, we do offer that service that when you're away, you have emergency phone numbers that you are given and people can yeah. call, call a human being any time of the day, seven days a week. So it makes Yeah, a, exactly. It makes a big and even, you know, it's peace of mind for your family at home as well. Because, you know, if you leave your travel agent's contact details with your your family, then if anything happens at home and they need to contact you, they've got another way of getting in contact rather than, you know, just trying to pick you up on your mobile phone that you might have switched off while you're away. So, um, you know, all of that comes into play. And it's it's a service that isn't costing you any extra in the long run. So um, I just wanted to ask you about a hostel story with Russ. I mean, if you remember. Um, I do. Retrieve I was it. listening in on that. It was indeed. Yeah. Yep. I have yep. to ask before anyone forgets. Good, good. Because, um, yes, I think people need to know about this. Yeah. Because, um, I won't Russ stay in I a hostel. Planned... <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Russ and I had, tra- had planned on spending a month hosteling around Europe Mm -hmm. and we had our first night in a hostel and I saw him sort of turn this pale shade of grey when we walked in Mm. when he it suddenly dawned on him that he was actually going to be having to share a room with with um, any number of people Mm -hmm. and um, by the time we had the first night and I must admit it was look I've stayed in some fantastic hostels and I think it's a great way of of traveling and particularly when you're younger but this this hostel, we managed to have a girl who was incredibly homesick, so Aww. spent the whole night in tears. That's and a, she didn't and stop crying. She didn't stop Bummer. crying. Wow. And then we had a guy who was from <laughs> crying. South America who was completely distraught over we couldn't tell what. Wow. I think he'd what? just broken up with his girlfriend or something. Yeah. <laughs> we decided in the end. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, Russ turned to me and just said, I'm not doing that again. Right. And this was on the... The first day when we had like about five, six weeks budgeted for hosteling. <laughs> and he's like, we're staying in hotels. Mm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've had that conversation with myself as well. I'm like, well, that was the last time the snoring. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the snoring or the bathroom sharing. Yeah, no, I could yeah. handle the snoring and the bathroom sharing. I just didn't. The, the girl crying all night got to me in the end. Be emotional. <laughs> And then I could hear Sue asleep, and I thought, this is unfair. Oh, that's what I think. I'm like, why are you sleeping? I should be asleep. I know. Not I to know. mention I'm, the tricks I'm that Sue it. played on me on that trip, Corrie. She said to me one night when we were on a train going between European cities, and it was an overnight Exotic. train, right? And she said to me, they come in with um, cans of spray gas and knock you out in they, the middle of the night so they can steal all your stuff. So I then uh, panicked, stayed up all night watching for this person. I got a really good night. <laughs> <laughs> so you take the first watch and I will yeah. go to sleep. And she slept all night again. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, great mood. Yeah, just told him all the horror stories. Oh, right. you guys are fun travellers together. We have a good time. We do. Now, I've got to go to a break, but we will be back with Sue Elliott. Um, Please feel free to SMS in any questions that you may have about travel, any questions you want answered, 0427 Looking for a gay CPA? Just above the Paran Market, Commercial Road Accounting can sort out all your tax and accounting needs. Call Joy Sponsor Matt Anderson at Commercial Road Accounting, 9826 0999. 
Joy 94.9. Good afternoon. You are on the Escape Pod. I'm here with Corey. My name's Russ Masterson. Joe Pryor is off sick and Mark Adams is studying very hard to be a lawyer. Mm. We have a special guest today, Sue Elliott, who is here to answer all of your travel-related questions. Corrie, we yeah. have a question for Sue, yeah? Yes, it's from um, Matt and he's from Thornbury. Thornbury. Or Thornberry. Anyway, it's um, given that so many people now book their own travel online, for someone entering the workforce now, is retail travel still a job opportunity worth pursuing? Hyphen, is there a future? Um, Yeah, look, I believe there is. Mainly, I mean, I started in retail travel 25-ish something years ago. And um, the thing about the travel industry is, it can take you in so many different directions and I think retail has been part of that development. You know, even a lot of these, um, you know, even a lot of the online companies uh, also require people that have actually got retail industry skills. So right, right. It's, it's seen as a great basis for the industry and, you know, look, travel agents that do their job well are never going to go out of style. You know, people are always... And I think we're, you know, we've, you know, we're going through a massive digital age, obviously, but at the same time, people are also coming around to being prepared to pay for good service. Mm-hmm. And so the travel agents that are doing that well will continue to be in business. And, yeah, so entering, you know, retail's a great basis for the travel industry because from there you can go and work for, you know, cruise companies, airlines, tour operators, you know, wholesale companies, and even the likes of, you know, some of the, the big um, travel agent chains have also got their online arms as well. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. Once you've got that retail grounding, it's a great way to, to go into all different parts of the industry. And I think um, the other point to note these days, Sue, is that, yes, many people do do their own bookings online. But what we're seeing, and I'm sure you are too, is a trend towards people saying, you know, I'm too busy to do that. I, yeah. I would rather get a professional to do it for me. I'm happy to pay for the service. I, I want to get out there and, and enjoy my life rather than worrying about my next flight. Exactly. Just in the same way as you go, you know, you go to an accountant or, you know, any any profession where you're going to, you know, you just think, look, I'd just rather pay someone else to do it. The difference with your travel agent is that you're not having to, you know, pay the type of fees that you would pay to an accountant or somebody else. But, um, yeah, I, I think, look, retail travel is still going to be around for a long time to come, even if it takes slightly, slightly different forms, you know. But so often these days, even your online agencies and things, you still end up talking to a person at some stage. So um, no, retail is definitely a good industry to get into. And Matt, if you are seriously looking to get into the industry, if you try, um, there are several travel courses that you can do, the Jet Set Travel Course or Flight Centre Travel Course, and certainly um, they do try to find you a job in travel um, post um, uh, completing the course. And um, the industry is um, short-staffed for, for very good people who, who know how to sell. Um, yeah, and there's even TAFE courses as well that you can There are, yeah, too. I forgot about that. And they're very good too, aren't they, Sue? Yeah, excellent, yep can vouch for that. <laughs> Next question we've had in Sue relates to um, cheap airfares. Um, in particular, this um, uh, caller has asked about cheap business class airfares. What's your theory on A, early birds, and B, are they just, do you think, um, wholly and solely for, um, for economy class, or will they bring out some, some business class as well? Now, look, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they don't bring out business as well. Um, what we've already started to see happen is the premium economy are coming out. Um, you know, so like with Qantas are offering that as part of their global dream sale. So, um, yeah, definitely economy, premium economy and right through to business class, I'm sure, will be on sale within the next um, probably four weeks, I'd say. Yeah, it is worth waiting for the early birds every year. So what we generally see in the industry in Australia is is come mid-September each year, um, all of the airlines um, put out their early bird deals for 2017. And so we're expecting to see huge, huge discounting in all classes starting over the... Um, over the next couple of weeks. And then, Sue, um, early bird bird airfares are just not the only thing that um, the travel industry looks at. It's it's right across the board for early birds, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, really, you know, for the industry, we're geared around it. You know, this is what we see as as being a a peak 
sale time. So, you know, so companies like I work with tour operators will have our best sales of the year at this time because by having the great airfares available, it's really a good opportunity for people to actually look at, you know, where they're wanting to go and where they can lock in the best deals. So, you know, you can save on tours, hotels, river cruises, um, you know, sea cruises, really that they all come on online with their, their best deals of the year are going to be within the next few weeks. So you and I have known each other for quite a while. I've worked with you in uh, for an airline, which was very exciting. Um, yes. We both worked at Compass Airlines together, if anyone can remember that. A shout out to all those ex-Compass employees. Compass. <laughs> Yes, sadly, the airline's no longer around, but um, much loved as it was. And you've worked at retail. Uh, you've been a tour guide before um, and yep. currently at a company called Gate One Travel, which are, which are very good at what they do. They wholesale. How do they see the, um, the gay and lesbian clientele? Yeah, I mean, look, for us, um, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not about discrimination, really. It's just an opportunity for for like-minded people to travel together wherever they come from in the world and, you know, whatever part of community they're with. But, um, yeah, for the the LGBT community, it's I think it's a fantastic time now to, to travel. You know, the, the world's become a, a lot more accepting. People are excited to meet people from other countries, other communities, other cultures. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just it's much more the way it should be these days. And I, I had a question about your learning experiences, just maybe your, your most memorable learning experience, because when I was studying abroad, I was in Hong Kong, and on my flight back to the U.S., it said the time in the U.S., the time zone on my itinerary. And then when I got to the airport in Hong Kong, I was a day late for my flight. Oh, they were like, it's gone. Ouch. I was like, what? <laughs> How did I make that mistake? That was a weird... I don't I just I now I'm learning that just to confirm before major things happen to you. And what do you have any learning experiences? Yeah, look to I share? think um gosh, travel's just I think for me travel's one massive learning experience. Right. Um like don't don't pack heavy. Mm. And Russ will attest to this when he had to take like mm. four pair of blundstone boots and six pair of black tracksuit pants. 41 um, t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> 41. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, that was just in one backpack. My but, backpack um, was so heavy that I, I hurt did, my back, seriously hurt my back. Did he complain about how heavy his own bag was that he no. packed? Sue has always been stronger than me and I asked her to carry my backpack and you know the response I got was not good. Was sure, sure mate. Yeah, that's right. Now, I think, yeah, look, packing life has been a big one that I've yeah. learned over the years. Um, because for me, like, I actually, I, I'm one of those freaks that loves just carrying, um, you know, hand luggage, um, carry wow. on. When I go, so, you know, recently I did a, a trip to the States and, um, you know, with so many flight connections and things, you know, the, the risk of my luggage not getting there at the same time as me was just too high. So, um, yeah, I tend to do carry on. You're a hero um, in that case. I always yeah. wondered what you guys are packing and I just... <laughs> I know, I know. But, um, yeah, it's just a, a bit of extra planning and it's not hard. So I think that's my number one thing is just learning to pack light over cool. the years. Um, the other thing is, yeah, just um, like doing your preparation, you know, knowing if you need a visa. You know, I've met, you know, so many travellers over the years where their trips have been seriously inconvenienced just by not sort of checking a few things before they went. You know, knowing the, lo- the local currency and what your exchange rates are saves you getting ripped off big yeah. time. Um, even just knowing what it's good before you go. I mean, these days it's so easy just to Google what it's going to cost you to get from the taxi, you know, from the airport to the hotel. So that yeah. just you just need to be a little bit streetwise, a little bit savvy, and uh, those sorts of things will, you know, make your your entire journey a lot more pleasant in the long run. Mm. You're on Joy ninety four point nine. We're going to a break, and we'll be back with more of Sue's tips shortly. 
At Joy 94.9, there are approximately 300 volunteers bringing you over 75 shows, 24 hours per day, seven days a week. That's a lot of facts and figures to take in, but here's one more number for you to think about. 1-300-569-949. That's the number to call to talk to the Joy sales team about becoming a Joy sponsor. One phone call can get your business on air and online, reaching thousands of Joy listeners at a price you can afford. 1-300-JOY-949. That's 1-300-569-949. Whatever your shade, we want you to paint yourself purple for Wear It Purple Day on August 26. Wear It Purple is a youth-led organisation that exists to support and empower rainbow youth. No one should be subject to bullying, belittlement and invalidation. You can show your support by wearing purple and by getting involved in some of the Wear It Purple Day events. To see what's on, check out wearitpurple.org. Joy 94.9 is proud to support Wear It Purple Day. Joy 94.9 You turned me Uh, Good afternoon. You're on the Escape Pod with Russ Masterton and Corey. And that was Simple Minds Alive and Kicking. Sue, I have a question for you. Yes. Now, this is a little bee in my bonnet, so it will be my rant for the day. There's a certain online company that is advertising in television ads saying that um, travel agents, in essence, and basically my, um, this is my how I see it, um, saying that travel agents don't know what they're talking about. They don't search for airfares for you. Um, only the online operators um, can do that. Um, what do you think of that sort of marketing? It's, it's, for me, it's just unhelpful to the industry as a whole. Yeah, well, I yeah, look. I, I think that's probably the case. Um, you know, I I think you know for most people that's not indicative of their experience um, with their travel agent. Um, and also, I mean, I don't think you know generally negative advertising just doesn't come off well. You know, whether you're um, you know whether you're one of the big soft drink companies slagging off one of the others, or you know someone claiming to have the best burgers. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it is helpful because people have a choice, you know, and um, and people can choose to go to their agent and get the, the sort of help and advice that they want, and and know that that they really do have access to everything, yeah. um, rather than you know believing an ad that tells them otherwise. I mean, one of the buzz that I've always enjoyed about um, being in the industry is, and especially with these days with technology, is A, getting the, the cheap deal or the good fare for my customer, uh, but then following on them on, on their trip. So you can follow them on Facebook or you've got their, um, their email um, address and you send them an email while they're away saying, so how is it? And you get these amazing so replies back. Yeah, you do. Human. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the best... It's the best fun. And, you know, the great thing, you know, when I was in retail was, um, you know, working in a travel agency was she just didn't know 
whoever walked through the door next where they were wanting to go. And so, you know, it's every client's different and that's the best thing about it is that you need to, you know, treat them individually, look at what they're wanting, try to give them advice on what they need and your travel agent should be able to, to do that for you. And I think I go back to the days where we used to have to look up these massive books of airfare schedules, the airline schedules that were sort of like, you know, double the size of a phone book. Um, and these days to, you know... Travel agents have got everything at their fingertips. There's no way that you can you can look anything up and not actually see all the airlines in front of you as a travel agent. But they're things that that no other um, online site is going to give a traveller access to. No online site has all of the fares that a travel agent can see for you. And uh, and Sue, I. I remember you mentioned going to the USA recently, and that yes. that's my country. I own it. I'm from there. And <laughs> I was wondering what you thought of it, and where did you go? Yeah, look, um, I love it. The company that I work for, we've got our head office is in the US. It's actually in Philadelphia, which I okay. love. Yeah. I just... That was uh, that was new for me. I'd been to the states a lot of times before, but um, I've now I've you know I've been to Philadelphia a few times now, and uh, I just think it's a place that everyone needs to go visit. Because, Philadelphia, hmm. yeah, it's just so historic, and it's actually yeah. quite like Melbourne with lots of little little bars and little sort of secret hangouts and and places. And then of course you have to run up the steps and do the whole rocky thing. <laughs> you have to, um, yeah. But um, and you know, city of brotherly love and all that, and it really, it really is. It's a fantastic, fantastic city. Um, but I, I love, I love the West Coast too. You know, yeah, I, me San too. Francisco is really special, and um, yeah, I, you know, when um, I actually quizzed a group of travel industry colleagues not that long ago, and you know, we're talking about a lot of people who've travelled to. 50, 60, 90-odd countries. What? And we all said, like, if you could live in, in one country just for its diversity, what would it be? And a lot of us sort of had to go, well, actually, probably the U.S. Wow, um, that's so if, interesting to if hear. If you think of all the amazing national parks, you know, you've got places like Alaska, Hawaii, <laughs> yeah, California, certainly. New York. Idaho. You know, Nebraska. Yeah, New Orleans, <laughs> yeah. Idaho, sorry, Idaho. <laughs> right. It's all there. It's all yeah. like different. It's, just, yeah. it's really so many contrasts that, um, yeah, it's awesome. And now that our Aussie dollar is um, getting a little bit better, we can just it's hope true. that um, it's, it's a bit more affordable for us to travel to as well. Now, Sue, what is your favourite airline? <gasps> My favourite airline? Hey, that's a, that's a really good question. Um well, probably my latest favourite would have to be Hawaiian Airlines. Well, you know, I take this opportunity to tell people that you have been there 75 times. <laughs> <laughs> Slight exaggeration, but um, but you're not far off. <laughs> and what is it you like about Hawaiian Air? Oh, look, Hawaiian Airlines, look, this will sound like I'm chanting their slogan, but um, you feel like you're on holiday once you get on board. You know, like, they don't hide... Like, they're very proud of who they are, where they're from, and the culture and the aloha spirit. So they really do put that into their flights. You know, I love that you get on and the flight attendants are all in floral um, mm. uniforms and, you know, the, it's all decked out in blues and purples. And, and you get laid um, on the... You, you, yeah. Yes, you get laid <laughs> yeah. and you get pineapple juice. So, oh. you know, you can't want for more than that. After you get laid, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hope they never stop hearing that joke and they're not tired of it. No, oh, I no, don't I think, think they would be good with it. The Aloha In fact, spirit. I even saw on Hawaiian Airlines Facebook page they made a joke of them. Um, very similar to, to that um, yesterday. Right. So, yeah, they're fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to a break and then we're coming back to say goodbye. You're back on the Escape Pod with Russ Masterton and Corrie. Joe is away today, as is Mark, and it's been our pleasure to have Sue Elliott on our show talking all things travel. Corrie, you've got a question for Sue. I do. Sue, I'm going to paint you a picture quickly. I have a couple G's in my bank account, okay? I walk into your store. I say, where can I go? I want one place to go with my couple grand. You've got to go to India. Oh, that was okay. Simple, fast, and easy. <laughs> you'll have change out of that couple of thousand. Nice. And you'll get to see things like the Taj Mahal um, and, you know, iconic sites. 
you'll get a stack load of amazing culture. Go during a festival time, during Holy that's in next March or, mm-hmm. you know, some, one of the festivals that's just the most fun in the world and uh, it'll cost you a lot less than that. That's some, I thought you were going to be thinking and, like, considering it's India. Okay. <laughs> I will. I, I really will. See, mine would be New York. I've done. I've had some great trips in New York with Sue. We went to see um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show in a theatre there, cool. where they actually played out the show in front oh. of us on the stage while the film yep. was on. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we had stand-up tickets to Phantom of the Opera because you know we were too cheap, but it was still fantastic. I know fifteen US dollars in New York, 15. and you can actually stand in the back row of the theatre yeah. and watch the what show. What an honour! <laughs> it was. All the all the joys of traveling. Sue, um, your um, top five destinations for 2017. What do you think? Yeah, look, Iceland, cold little place. That's oh, the, the hot spot. Good looking so men there. Jealous. Oh well, you know it's it's got everything. I'm told. So <laughs> oh, definitely Iceland. Um, closely followed by Croatia and Slovenia, the place to go in Europe these days. Um, then India. Always top of the pops, like I've already said. Mm-hmm. Um, Vietnam, Cambodia, making a big comeback and um, very exciting places to visit as well. Um, and then I'm just going to say anywhere in the Pacific because you can't go wrong. No, I know um, I have been to the, I've been to Vanuatu, the Cook Islands, uh, Samoa, and Hawaii in the Pacific. And you're quite right for a very, very easy and fun holiday. That's definitely the way Aussies should go rather than um, continuing their love affair with um, Bali. Yeah, and you know, like New Zealand as well is fantastic. And, uh, you know, of course, Fiji needs our support. And then, like, I've been lucky enough to go to the Marquesian Islands and Tahiti. There's just there's so many fantastic places out there. Too many. That's the problem. Don't get overwhelmed. I know. Right. <laughs> no, but you've given everybody a taste today of where you would like to go and what you would like to see. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I, uh, my pleasure, guys. I always love talking about travel. It's addictive. It is very addictive. Um, and I highly, highly recommend. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.